didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot, paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. The beginning of a new world. <laughs> the best squawk you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This, this is, is the Black Cat Report. See you on the other side. Hey, welcome to episode 45. We are taking another week to prepare this last and final episode of the Brooklyn Bridge UFO incident, because there's so much happening and so many twists and turns. We need another week to pack it all in. So for you this week, we have an interview with Paige of History Haunts Hotels. Enjoy. Today we've got a very special guest, someone I hope leaves you feeling inspired to go and chase the strange. The mind behind history, haunts, and hotels, Paige. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yay. Welcome. Yeah, Happy thank you so here. much. Of course. Thanks for being here. Well, um, I was thinking because this, what you do, this, this, I don't know how you would phrase it, like this project, this passion, this hobby. I, I, I don't want to oversell it, but I don't want to minimize it. I don't know where to put it. But, but what I would really love is if, um, maybe if you wouldn't mind like kind of giving our listeners a quick breakdown of of what you do what is history haunts and hotel sure so yes i am my name is Paige, um and i am history haunts hotels on instagram and TikTok. and i was recently solo and spooked um but instagram took her away from me so had a little bit of a i know it was such a bummer and for like no reason other than just Aww. me existing apparently but that's okay that's all right um we've we've evolved so i started um really getting back into the paranormal a couple years ago and I'd been into the paranormal for you know most of my life and then I ended up kind of getting out of it for you know a few years and that was a different story that I'm happy to talk about but that has to do with like sobriety and my drinking I was really heavy into addiction and so I wasn't feeling yeah Selena um I'm four years sober from alcohol congratulations that's amazing thank you oh my gosh you said that and i was like me too me too i love it i love that's why we talk about it right because it's like we're not Mm -hmm. we're not alone and i'm coming up on on six years sober from alcohol so it is congratulations thank you thank you yeah so it's definitely been you know and maybe you can relate to this is i you know, drinking, I really wasn't able to, uh, I had a hard time perceiving the 3D world <laughs> and let alone the mm-hmm. supernatural or realms beyond us. And so when I got sober was when it all just started just coming back to me and really feeling the intuitive side of myself that I had felt since a young girl at a very young age. I feel like I've always had this, you know, sixth sense or whatever you want to call it intuition. Um, I've always been, I feel like I've always kind of just been like pulled or tugged at a little bit from something else. And so when I quit drinking, all of that kind of came back. I was starting to, you know, get these auditory messages that I used to get. I used to get these feelings. um, And I just started really getting back into, into the paranormal. And so um, 
I ended up, I was dating, I got divorced like a few years ago. I was dating this really great guy and the man that I was married to did not like, he, you know, there's like maybe like two or three camps, right? There's people that are like paranormal. Like if you believe in the paranormal, you are crazy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's people that are like us that we are like, no, we're not crazy. <laughs> How can you not believe in it? Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just somewhere in, in between, but, you know, the skeptic or, or what have you. But my ex-husband, you know, would just kind of like laugh at everything that I would, mm. I, I would say. And so he was not just a skeptic. He was like, I will make fun of you for liking. He was just mean. Very mean, right? Yeah. And judgmental. And so I think also that kind of had to do with, with that passion for the paranormal to going away. And then, and then coming back, I was dating this other man who actually had his own, you know, supernatural stories and abilities. Oh. And, um, he really helped me get back into it. And I started traveling to, um, we had planned a trip to a haunted bed and breakfast and he had to cancel for some reason, like his kids were sick. And so I was like, well, you know what, I'm just still going to go. And so I ended up going and, um, you know, ever since then, I've just kind of been honoring that journey of, of doing something for myself, you know, the things that I love for myself, like we don't really need men, right? That's a whole other story. We don't need that significant other. Um, but you know, just finding myself through these things that I'm interested in. And that's for me, it's history. I love history. I'm a social studies teacher, hotels. I love traveling. And if they're historic and haunted, sign me up. (laughs) So, um, it's become an interest and it's just been great to, um, just get to know this community. And UFOs, cool. that's part of my story too. Um, I Yay. actually like my UFO story a little bit better than my my super my ghost stories a lot because my UFO stories, like there were multiple people involved, right? And you sit and you you see a UFO in the sky, and you can watch it for like ten minutes. Ghosts, they're like they're in and out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's just. Oh my- Yes. Right, right. So I that's why I just I love your guys's page because you guys are into all the stuff that I am. <laughs> yeah, you mm-hmm. definitely have to tell us about your UFO story. Oh my yeah, goodness. Please. So please do though. I sure. was in it was of course before phones, you know, or maybe the tiny ones without any cameras or <laughs> huge ones, who knows, whatever. But I was I was in college and I was in living in Texas at the time and I had, had some friends over at at my house and we were sitting in the backyard just like what something that we would do every weekend right sitting in the backyard talking smoking cigarettes and I lived right near DFW right so planes flying over all the time all the time yeah yeah so very very busy airspace um used to seeing the planes. I mean, if anything, that was just fun to do, sit out there and just watch the sky with all the planes in it. But this was different. Um, we were all sitting out there and the, the way that I can explain it is just, you know, you're trying to like wrap your head around what you're seeing, but it was just this like glowing ball that just kind of kept changing colors and shapes 
and it would go from like blue and orange and then it would just start speeding up, slowing down. The irregularity of it was something that was like, this is not an airplane. You know, the airplanes are flying very regular. I mean, they have to, right? The UFOs, that, that to me was just, and we watched that do that. It would disappear, it would come back. The lighting was off, the irregularity. It was just the thing that I remember the most. And we watched it and we actually chased it from my backyard to the front yard. So it had moved that much in like a course of, of you know, 10, 15 minutes of watching this shape just change color wow. and size and speed. And there was about three or four of us that, you know, and we don't have cameras on at this time, but we watched it for 10 minutes. How, how can you wow. deny that? You know, that's so yeah. crazy. And, mm-hmm. and seeing those videos now that, you know, cameras and cell phones are, are taking all of these videos. Now it's really cool to see some of these videos crop up. It's like, that's what I saw. Some of them yeah, are not, yeah. you know, some of them look totally different, but then some of these videos I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I saw. Very similar. So, so, wow. so I, I know it's, it's notoriously right. Like difficult to judge. Um, size and distance when mm-hmm. something's in the sky. I mean, even professional like fighter pilots are like, and. <laughs> um, but but just for for all of us like listeners and and us to kind of get an idea, would you say um, how can I put this? Would it be like the size of a blimp if you were in a field standing underneath it, or would it be like um, say like Mars on a clear night? Like where? where between here and there would you say that the size of the object in the sky was yeah good question so that's the cool thing because it was like slightly bigger than the planes that were flying in the sky and so it was big and it was slightly bigger i would to me it looked like it was a lower flying airplane to be honest um so but i I would and it's hard to tell distance right who knows? Yeah. But yeah. I would say it was it was probably about the size of like a lower lower flying airplane. I, I mean, hey, it's hard to gauge like twenty thousand. I'm not a pilot. Twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, would you say like the yeah. size of a pea at arm's length, right, or a dime or a quarter? Like, I'm I'm just <laughs> trying to picture because yeah. that gives an idea of the speed between these movements, right? right. So if it's like really really high up. Right. And it moves from your backyard to your front yard like that fast. Right. That is in, that is so insane. But and like still completely insane if it's lower. Right. right? But like how how big would you say at like an arm's length? If it were like at an arm's length, I would say we're talking probably like a I don't know. I'm gonna say like a uh like a P. Like maybe a P. You know, well, no, it was wow. bigger than that. It was, it was bigger than that. I would say somewhere between like a pea and a bean. That is huge. Okay. And so <laughs> that, it was that is big, massive. It, again, it was, that's what I just couldn't wrap my mind around because our, so if maybe if this will make sense. So fifth, I live 15 minutes from the airport, right? So just a few miles from the airport. So you can imagine 15 minutes from the airport, how low those planes you know, a lot of oh, them yeah. are in that airspace. And so mm-hmm. it was to the point where it's like, that that's a plane landing. No, that's not a plane landing. So it was it was quite Oops, large. it's coming back. Yeah. And you know, it's I don't know. I, you guys it's just like you wanna like you like shake out your eyes and be like, what am I seeing? You know, like you're you can't really make yeah. sense mm-hmm. of, of what you're seeing and 
Mm-hmm. But that's why I, I love that story so much more over a lot of my paranormal stories because like I can say like, yeah, I saw something and it lasted like a half of a second, right? Like I blinked and it was gone, like a shadow mm-hmm. or I've seen silhouettes mm-hmm. or even apparitions or noises. It's like they're just over so fast. And if you don't have your equipment or your equipment's not catching it, but man, that UFO, we watched it 15, 15 minutes. So that's so great. And you got to share that with your friends. I, right. I know. And we still, mm-hmm. and I don't stay in contact with them a whole lot now, but ever, when we do stay in contact, you know, like when we do reach out, it's just like, remember that? <laughs> like, we're still yeah. not crazy, right? Like that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Checking in. Right. Like that happened. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. What do- um, Gil, Betsabe, and was it Carolyn Marie and Jake? And yeah. Joey. Yeah. We, and Joey yeah. all had um, a UFO experience, and it was really funny because two of them are professional like photographers <laughs> and like videographers, <laughs> and nobody took pictures <laughs> or recorded anything. But like, We're just like in the moment, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them's literally in the air force and I just got had. back, and everybody's just like, uh, <laughs> what I'm looking at. Yeah. But then the best part is, I think, is that we all, like, stared at it. And this was at maybe 6 o'clock in the evening, 6.30. It definitely wasn't dark outside yet at all. And it was bright enough in the sky, like, in the western sky that, like, we were just staring at it. It was like a a blood red drop. It was almost like a a stoplight just, like, turned on. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, what the fuck are we all looking everybody had time to like move around the house and like stare at it we looked at it we all just basically explained how confused we were and then it just went like went out and we were like oh that was weird yada 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 and like not more than five minutes later i'm still smoking a cigarette which is how i saw it while everybody was sitting down and was like what the fuck is that um like five minutes later literally just turns back on again (laughs) and we all go look at it again for like maybe another minute or two i don't really know how long but it it wasn't it wasn't there forever and then it went out but yeah that was was it stationary yeah Yeah. it didn't really move it didn't really move it didn't and i i um i've spent time looking up old ufo reports specifically from uh asheville where we all are and I was looking for reports in West Asheville, we, where we were all at at the time. And there's actually a very long history of a light appearing at the same time of day mm-hmm. to the west of West Asheville with like our main little neighborhood grocery store right there. There was a case where like it, everybody just started pulling over their cars in like the 80s and like getting out and there were cops there and like everybody just like looked at it and it was the exact same position exact same time of day same time of year um but yeah it's a larger project i would like to kind of like triangulate like go to other cities and try to see if people are seeing it to the east right or to the south or whatever um but it's it's something that's popping up around here that just it's not getting any recognition and it just happens and then people forget about it and i'm just like what the um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but enough about us that more about you cool. <laughs> no that's yeah. awesome that's, story. that's especially when you can find the research i loved it that's another thing i love researching the places that i go to and the events and especially after you go visit and you're like 
and then you find something like that and it can confirm mm -hmm. confirm what you saw that's really cool. i did so thank you um so something i do i i do love about like your your approach or like the feel and your account and everything is that um it just seems so like bootstrapped and like honest with mm. your approach right like uh like i i listened to your interview with um with damien over um at rkb paranormal Ooh, he's a friend of the show he's been on good. he's awesome hi damien yeah, been on his show <laughs> i think he's been on our show maybe twice now i want to say i don't, mm -hmm. I don't recall. I think so yeah yeah um like i saw him and it was it was right after i'd hit you up about like hey you want to come on and like the next week it's like interview with Paige. i was like <laughs> but um well it's funny because i have like three awesome. people reach out and i think i was in florida when when that mm -hmm. happened and then i forgot to circle back and then how perfect was this that it just it was out. it was mm -hmm. perfect and i and i am going to refer to you in the um podcast community as saint page for just like pulling through the last second <laughs> thank you so much me, so <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yeah so like i I appreciate the like the the honesty. It's like I am so down to like geek out, get into the tech, you know, like I always joke that if I go like Bigfoot hunting or go on like um, you know, like a, a ghost hunt, I'm just going to my body's going to be covered in GoPros, like nothing's getting missed. <laughs> um and, but like I'm I'm down to go that route. But but I feel from yours like there's just like an honest um like your priority is the experience and folks hearing about it or it being documented you know like uh, socially or whatever it's kind of second to the actual like point of like why you go like i feel like and it's not to downgrade like anybody else's passion some people the passion is the hunt and the proof and the evidence and you know yeah totally legit but yours just seems more personal right I, like yeah. yeah thank you yeah thanks for noticing that i i think that's I think that's something that I've had to, you know, what is my purpose of my page? And, and since it is so personal for me, I feel like what I've really enjoyed is like, I am going to go to these places. I'm going to do the research for you. I'm going to, you know, provide you a little snapshot of, of what's been encountered here, what it looks like, you know, like the Palmer house in Chicago as the world's first brownie recipe. Right. But it's also tied into the supernatural. And so for me, I take my personal experience and like maybe I can take out some of the legwork and then I, I want to, you know, be able to show, show everybody like all of these wonderful places out here that maybe you can go and have your own personal experience at, right? Because for me, like my paranormal experiences yeah they're not necessarily it's not for me about the equipment and the technology and proving that i caught something um i love those accounts though like i will follow them like I, mm -hmm. those are great but for me it's more I'm, I'm it's that intuitive side that i know it's really hard to um to translate or to prove to other people and i don't feel the need to do that um, and so really more than anything, it's just like, I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to share it with you guys. And I love, like, my favorite thing is somebody saying like, oh my gosh, I have to go there now. Or, oh, I've been there and I never knew that or something like that. So, and mm -hmm. I think a lot of that's my, the teacher in me too. Right. And like 
loving to research history and um and so I do that a lot for me but at the same time like I we have to keep history alive right and how do we do that we do that through stories and thankfully we have social media to tell stories and so I guess that's that's where I am. And I'm, I'm a, I'm a learner. I'm learning from you guys. I'm learning from Damien, like teaching me about yeah. equipment and the things that he does. And he, you know, there, you have the paranormal groups that are really into the abandoned, you know, um, asylums or mental hospitals and things like that. And I love those things too. But for me, it's the, the historic hotels that just really reach out to me, and speak to me. So and you're you're talking about the Palmer House yeah. and uh, the first brownie recipe. So to maybe entice people to go there, do, do ghosts like actually leave out brownies yeah. in the <laughs> in the morning? And you attract when you wake up and you're brownies? just like, yes. <laughs> I would never leave if they did. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a that's a heck of a marketing. Right. Ghost uh, brownies. Yeah. It's like a yeah. more comfortable Hotel California. <laughs> Welcome to the hotel. Here's a brownie. Yeah. <laughs> had a brownie Such a lovely sure. taste. <laughs> um, yeah. No, so. you guys have that. Like, even the Palmer House, you'll have to go to my page because I caught a really awesome orb. And normally, orbs to me are like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I. I catch a ton of orbs and dismiss them as dust, right? Mm-hmm. This one, though. Um, so Bertha Palmer is the wife of, ugh, I forget what it is. He's got a cool first name, but I can't think of it right now. Um, wife of Potter Palmer. That's his name. Potter Palmer. And they built the Palmer House downtown Chicago in the 1800s. It's the longest, you know, running hotel or was before COVID, blah, blah, blah. But Bertha, so the World's Fair took place in 1893 in Chicago, World's Columbian Exposition. And so Bertha, this hotel was, you know, a big place for people to stay. And Bertha wanted to present a dessert through the World's Fair, right? Saying like this represents Chicago and America. And so she had her hotel staff create the first brownie the brownie had not come into existence at this point wow yeah and that's so crazy to think about the recipe that they came up with was and i don't know if they no they did call it a brownie they called it it was the first time anybody had ever called something a brownie um and it's delicious and so they still make it and sell it there and i bought like six of them of course because i'm handing <laughs> out i tried one i was like oh my god it's so good and i was like this must have like mm-hmm. a million ingredients and then i looked at the recipe and it's like it doesn't have it like five ingredients I don't think it's a real recipe, but (laughs) they're just in the back unwrapping little Debbie's. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. World's first brownie. (laughs) So I'm, I'm doing a reel or a story or a video or something in my room and I'm unwrapping it and I go to take a bite of it and, and you can see, and I'm I'm talking to Bertha. I'm literally talking to Bertha as this comes in and this orb just floats down right in front of my face and into the brownie. Okay, that's wow. not a piece of dust. Not a piece of dust. No, I yeah. slowed it down. You can just see it goes right into that brownie. So did you eat that's why they brownie. say it's the world's first brownie because it was the orbs going into the brownie. So it's the first. It's mind blowing. 
you, you, went, you went really deep, Joey. <laughs> yeah. That's what they pay me for here. <laughs> yeah. So that the IRS is listening. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, so, the, but the question I have to follow up, did you eat the brownie? I did. I did. Well, I didn't How? see the yeah. orb. I mean, I oh. didn't see the orb. I reviewed it later, and, and I've had a stomach ache ever since. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? Uh, you should... Uh, um, adjust the uh, frequencies and see if maybe she screamed because you ate her. Oh, yeah. Uh, Help. Yes. It's gonna be no. It's gonna be very hard to find a priest who's also a dietitian to get that exorcism done. Y'all <laughs> um, just gotta come to Bertha from now on. <laughs> yes. So, so I did hear you stayed. Um, uh somewhere related to the notorious hh H. holmes Is oh that right? yeah yeah so that also was... going back to world's fair time yes same, same period yeah yeah it's a time period the, the gilded age in chicago so um the congress plaza hotel in chicago i mean and again this is why i like to do it because i i'm not from chicago um i've i've lived all over and so I knew Chicago had history, but like, I just didn't know how much history <laughs> Chicago had and just how fascinating it is. And so, um, again, the Congress Plaza Hotel, it was a hotel that was actually, it was um, built for like to help, it was built as like a preparation area for the planning of the World's Fair. And then it became a hotel. And so, it is truly one of the creepiest hotels that I've stayed at and I've stayed at a lot. And it's this like huge, huge, beautiful. I mean, you, you can look at the pictures of the lobby. It's gorgeous, but don't let the lobby fool you. Cause once you go past the lobby into the hallways, there's all these unmarked areas. It is like, oh, wow. it, it is, it's a sketchy hotel and it's huge and it's old and it's, it's beautiful. So that was, that was a really that hotel I recommend because it is if you, if you want to go for like a nice luxury hotel feel don't do don't don't go to this <laughs> but if you like history and you like the paranormal for sure and H.H. Holmes is um Holmes used to I guess allegedly he would hang out in the lobby of this hotel and just like wait for you know women from the world's fair who were traveling by themselves because a lot of women would come um to chicago for job opportunities because of the fair and so you got a lot of 18 19 20 year old women in the city in like this big city for the first time by themselves um working and and so he would wait and god he was charismatic and he had these like beautiful blue eyes and i don't know if you are like me but i love a man with dark hair and blue eyes so i probably would have followed him back to his myrtle castle too um, yeah. <laughs> you have a castle you say so yeah that that was that's a that's a good hotel and the drake the Drake is another hotel that was um, purposed for. I want to. I want to say it was for the the World's Fair, and that's a that's a pretty creepy hotel too. However, they've done a better job at and and no knocks to the Congress Plaza. It's hard to keep up these enormous, very historic hotels. Um, but mm. the Drake has definitely done a little bit of a better job keeping up theirs, and they have like a high tea in their you know in their haunted ballroom uh -huh. and stuff. So. These are, they're just, if these walls could talk, you know, stories they tell. Mm -hmm. 
one of the other places that I've, you know, Al Capone's always big in Chicago in the Midwest. And so, you know, he's, he's everywhere. Um, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre site is in Chicago. And so that's one that oh, I yeah. definitely want to go check out. I've driven past it, but I haven't really done any investigating or, you know, and by investigating for me, investigating is, you know, a couple apps. Like I take a necrophonic, my necrophonic app, which is, um, you know, going to give you that white noise and possibly hear some spirits. Um, and then I take a couple other apps that are a little bit more reputable. And, uh, and then I just take, I take my tarot cards and then I just take my intuition and I just see what I can feel and I share it with people. And then, then the people with the equipment can go and, <laughs> and do their stuff. So you're like a foot soldier cool. for the paranormal. You're yeah. just going out there, going, I guess, I don't know necessarily behind enemy lines i mean you're staying at nice hotels sometimes um but like you're like but like i'm just if it's not on my cell phone that's like that's literally the only thing i'm recording <laughs> and everything else is you just gotta believe me <laughs> and or or not mm-hmm. you know, that's fine too yeah so when you when you uh you know you had spoke a little bit about it but when you're when you're trying to like decide where's this next place i want to go what's your What's your go-to? Like you googling it, or you Instagramming it, or you Facebooking it, or what's your spreadsheet, (laughs) Excel spreadsheet? Um. Well, yes, I do actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I will talking about going down like internet rabbit holes. That's basically what happens. Like I go through, and that's just you know my curiosity, and and that's just my own interest level that gets me going down these rabbit holes. And so then I have a document that I keep, and so I have every state listed out on my document, and all of the haunted places that I want to go, that I have been, um, and just like any notes that go along with it. And so, but then, so sometimes you know, these are planned out for a long time. And I mean, it's just me traveling. So a lot of times I'll just wait for deals on these hotels. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll go, there's a sale on the Drake today. So let's go. We're, we're going to go this weekend. But then a couple just, you know, have cropped up. My last two ones have been completely random and they haven't been hotels. I don't just do hotels, even though they're my, you know, preferred locations. But, um, God, there's so many haunted places. And so my second to last one I just went to last week was actually Chicago O'Hare because I went down a rabbit hole and I thought I had scoured all of Chicago haunted places. Turns out the airport is also because, (laughs) and again, I didn't know this, but a huge DC-10 in 1979 crashed 31 seconds after taking off from Chicago O'Hare. And it was a huge plane that killed 273 people. Um, the engine like just felt like just it was it wasn't put on correctly. And so the engine just literally was left on the runway and it took off and just and just couldn't make it. And so that plummeted at, at O'Hare. And so I went and visited that site. It's fenced off. And so I actually kind of got to investigate that site a little bit. There's been a ton of paranormal activity. It's right by a trailer park. And so I guess when the plane crashed in 79, that trailer park was there and two people perished from on the ground. But people in that trailer park just experienced paranormal activity just all the time. And so that was, you know, that was kind of a, a random way of finding a 
of a haunted location. And then, you know, I was driving to go furniture shopping yesterday, saw a cemetery. <laughs> and then looking up, I, I looked at this cemetery and I was like, that looks old. <laughs> and so I, I Googled it and turns out it is a historic cemetery. And so it was one of the um, first cemeteries in this county. And so I ended up going to that oh, one wow. and investigating there a little bit. And again, having to do the research, found out, you know, one of the first white permanent settlers was buried there. And so... I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking about ghosts and where I can go. And if I can go somewhere conveniently while I'm furniture shopping, sweet. <laughs> True. Yeah. Right. So which one's like your, perf- uh, your favorite like story of any of the hotels you've been to Ooh. or other historical places? So the, I have to say probably the Rumder Mansion in Milwaukee is still one of my favorite stories um and that's a bed and breakfast in milwaukee and even if you're not into the paranormal this is like i will i would reckon not i don't recommend the congress for just anybody but this bed and breakfast like anybody should go it's awesome so brumder mansion in milwaukee i went this is the one that i was supposed to go with my friend and he didn't go and so i was on my own it was completely uneventful except for maybe some like hair pulling in the room but again I don't it's tough like I'm not gonna say that's exactly what that was right and so there was a couple things that happened that I could maybe have debunked I didn't really know for sure um and the next morning I woke up like I was kind of disappointed but it was such a cool experience and such a neat bed and breakfast I didn't care and so <laughs> they end up take or they make you breakfast in the morning. Um, it's like a really romantic bed and breakfast, and so it was just <laughs> breakfast by myself. But they made me this beautiful romantic breakfast, and then I think the owner felt bad for me, and so he like Aww. gave me he gave me a tour, and I told him why I was there, and he gave me a tour of what he calls like the catacombs, and so. Um, we went to the basement. The basement was a legit old speakeasy. The original bar still there. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it has these ties with Al Capone, supposedly, and the mob. And um, so I was just enjoying hearing all of the owner's stories because he was telling me all of his all of his spooky stories. Um, and we spent like a half an hour down there and then, you know, I was hoping something would happen. Nothing did. And it was time to check out. So my floor was on, or my room was on the third floor and I go, I leave the owner, thank him. And I, I'm walking upstairs, just kind of like still on this high from getting this tour. Right. And I'm walking up the stairs and just in my head, but I see in front of me, like a shadow down the hallway and it passes and like it passes over the hallway it's about like half human size I would say so not full size it passes in front of me in the hallway I have to turn a corner though to go up another flight of stairs and so I'm turning the corner because I haven't quite processed what I saw yet and as I'm processing what I saw I was like I think that was a fucking shadow that shadow must have gone on the other side and in my ear very loudly I just hear hey like a man's voice. Fuck hey. that. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. And I, like, I normally I don't get 
super freaked out. Like the shadow thing, that's normally how I act, right? Like it's more like, okay, my brain's trying to process what happened. That doesn't make sense. Like with the UFO, right? Like it's not like freaky. You're Mm -hmm. just kind of confused. Like what the fuck is that? Mm -hmm. I can't make sense of it. And so I wasn't super, but when I was kind of like my adrenaline was starting to creep up from the shadow and then to hear the hay in my ear, I shook the whole way home. I I was shaking the whole car ride home (laughs) and I can't wait to go back. I gotta go back now. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to end that used to, (laughs) what? Sorry. I was just going to say stuff like this used to happen at the house I grew up in a lot. Really? Yeah. yeah, we go like into it with our own personal paranormal stories. Like, I forget. I think it's like episode okay. three. Okay, I have to check mm-hmm. that out. But it was like super haunted. It was <sighs> blessed three times, and nothing nothing more. changed. <laughs> oh uh-uh. my gosh! So like same kind of thing, like auditory and shadows and stuff. Auditory. I could. I would see like full on people like in my house that weren't supposed to be there oh yeah goodness is it like i had walk into the living room and i'd see a man sitting on the couch just staring straight ahead and then i'm like turn around look back like wait what the fuck and then they're gone oh my goodness and stuff like what that, episode yeah. is that crazy one? house three you said i gotta check that out three Three. I think, I think it's, it's three, three personal paranormal. Okay. Yeah. You should see yeah, you three. should see if your old house is an Airbnb and then send that over to me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's in California, San Fernando Valley in California. Oh, very cool. Are you do you, are you do you feel like you have like medium are you like intuitive? Do you still see things? Um, I can like feel things and I can still see things occasionally, but yeah, like we went to Gil's, um, a sister's house sister and brother in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, I don't want to tell Selena, but in the guest room, um, it's haunted. I want to caveat real and quick. Then- I wasn't being a bad partner here. My sister emphasized, she's like, look, as long as you basically make the bed and like keep the room tidied up never an issue like for whatever reason there's like i don't know if they're just grumpy or what but if you basically you know leave the place like cluttered and messy you'll start to get fucked with and like i'm a clean freak and i'm like a hardcore clean freak like if i'm staying at somebody's house like i want it to look better than when i got there when we're leaving you know and so in my mind i was like cool yeah I'm, I'm taking care of that anyways like i I'm like whatever you know so yeah sorry i just had to throw that in yeah so i didn't so, tell her okay <laughs> yeah whatever and then i like walked upstairs to the guest room to get something and i just kind of stood there and then i was like this this place is haunted and then i like went downstairs and i was like we were all hey um is the upstairs bedroom haunted <laughs> And she was like, what? <laughs> and she, like, told Gil, like, did you tell her? And he was like, no. But, like, yeah, like, my family will use me. Like, you know, they're like, oh, I really like this house. Or, like, you know, like, when I first moved to North Carolina, my aunt wanted me to go to her house to see if there was any, like, bad feelings. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, your house is fine. And then, yeah, like, I can feel like when there's something there oh my god i didn't know that like did you feel anything at our house 
Bon Bon cleans the house for us. Yes. <laughs> he cleans it for, of spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I like having cats, because they, they, they know. Yes. Yeah. They won't tell you, but they know. Yeah, they won't tell you, but they know. <laughs> you're on your own. They'll just yeah. meow at yeah. the corner for about 20 minutes and then stare there, yeah. and you're just like, oh, cool. Oh, yeah. Something there. Yeah, stare at something for the, in a corner and then just like instant zoomies. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's how you know. <laughs> Whoa. My dog's kind of derpy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's so fine. interesting, though, you say that about, like, feeling the energy of houses, because that's something that I have always, like, more more so than, like, you know, other intuitive things as houses, to me, really give off energies. And I knew mm-hmm. when I moved into my house with my ex-husband when we moved to Chicago about, like, eight years ago, I knew and I, I, one, I knew we were going to get divorced. I knew it. Um, and we didn't get divorced until a few years after, but I knew that that house, the, the, um, the owner, I hated the house to begin with. I fell in love with another house. That house fell through because of the inspection. And so we ended up going with the house that my ex wanted and, and I never saw it because I was in uh, Maryland at the time living in Maryland. And so I only saw pictures of it and I was like, okay, you know, like, I guess if we need a house, that's fine. The moment I walked into it for the first time, I was like, fuck, I should have, I should have, I should have come because the energy was off. Um, and the people that lived there before us were a couple with three boys and we have three boys and they ended up getting a divorce too. And so I had a bad feeling about that house from the get go. Um, when I moved into the house I'm currently in, I stepped in the door. I knew like first off that this was my house, right? Like I, I also mm-hmm. feel the good energy. Like the, the moment mm-hmm. I stepped in and I knew that it was this house, the house that I wanted pre- previously, it was like the same thing, like just that energy. And then you can step into hotels, houses and just get the, the nastiest energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, mm. but that's that's kind of a funny story, though. Mm. <laughs> Were you being messy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get back to yourself. Is it an older house? Um, it doesn't matter. That's the I, thing. I don't think sometimes. Mm-hmm. I would say I think most of the houses in that area, because it is like kind of in my hometown and stuff, a lot of that area was built in the 20s and 30s, so yeah. I'm going to assume that, but um, yeah, I, I'm just... I'm just as bad about telling the age of houses as I am people. I'm just like, oh, you know, like, like never. Those are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's my specialty. If I'm like, oh, is that key or was it a marble? Right. How long is your arm? Okay, so you know, like, <laughs> yeah. My arm is shorter than most. <laughs> oh, start all over again. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So. I do have an area in this house though that I don't like. There is one. I love this house. I love this house, but there's definitely an area that creeps me out and it's in the basement. And I've been meaning to take like an EMF, you know, meter down there just to see if it is something like electromagnetic, you know, something going on. Mm -hmm. But 
but I don't like it. I don't have my, I can't have my back to it. I don't like looking at it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> it creeps. Mm-hmm. Oh no, something. Where is it? What part of the house? Right at the bottom of the so stairs the in the basement. Yeah. Of course. Of course. And when it's freaking out at all. Like when I come down, oh, and trust me, every time I trip down those stairs, I'm like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> Throwing salt down the stairs. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> Wear a helmet every time I put it Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But surely it was something that happened in the past and not the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, so I did want to ask you, I mean, it's, um, It'd be wild if if there wasn't there. There has to be some some early paranormal like sparks yeah. in your life, right? Yeah. Um, would you would you mind sharing those? With us? Yeah, sure. So, um, the first one that I can remember is seeing and it freaked my mom out really bad because my my grandma had just died, my mom's mom had just died, and so I remember at a young age, I remember seeing my grandma and. As time has gone on, my memory of it might be a little skewed. And so I don't really like to describe this one because I was really young and I don't, I don't know. Like from what I remember, I remember seeing her very vividly on a cloud and to the point where I was freaking out, crying. I called my mom over to come have her, you know, look. And so, and it freaked my mom out, but so like stuff like that at, at a young age, um, just kind of like Selena, like just seeing stuff and hearing stuff like my high school house, again, like a brand, I've got a couple, couple, no, from my middle school house that I lived in, I remember seeing um, like full body shadows, like a ton of them too, just like bouncing off the walls and stuff like that. And even at a at a young age, I remember like um, being able to close my eyes and still being able to see what was going on. Like that was always my thing. I was like, I can close my eyes and I can still see exactly what's going on. And I just thought it was like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe that. But like as a kid, you just think it's kind of normal. I'm like, that's just what I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And so like just kind of being in tune to some of those things. Um, and then as, as time went on, you know, I, I got – I met some, you know, Wiccans who really inspired me into getting into the Ouija. Um, and my mom, even like she and I are very, like, we love all, like all the ghost shows. We watched all of those together. Uh, my favorite book since the sixth grade was the shining. I've been obsessed with the shining. I still haven't been to the Stanley Hotel, but I have to go. <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted to, um, oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Um, which ghost shows do you watch? Because I am obsessed with ghost shows. I <laughs> on Discovery Plus they have like so many cool ones. There are so many, and again, like I'm just so I'm kind of like still with the OGs. So like Ghost Hunters, like those ones. Mm-hmm. I I grew up watching like Ghost Hunters, Most Haunted, Ghost Adventures. The newer ones, though, I I have I don't watch a ton a ton right now so if you have any that you can recommend yeah. let me know yeah on discovery plus there's one called a haunting and they do like recreations of people's stories but like not in like a super cheesy way which is like mm-hmm. usually right. how it's done 
Um, and then there's like haunted hospitals and stuff like that. It's really cool. That's awesome. I need to check some more out. You ever do you ever investigate mm-hmm. for ghosts? No, no, <laughs> no. But maybe she's someday like I did it most we'll, of my we'll life. Collab with Damien. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> really wants to. Yeah, that's I just need fun. to start. I just need to find a good wholesale supplier for GoPros, and like I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Gil, I think that you have like a I think you've got a something like a vision, like a GoPro. I think you should make this. Like a You ever see those like motion actors that are in the like the green screen suits yeah. and they have all the hmm. that would be me with camera. Yeah. <laughs> like that's really all you would have to do on an investigation. You just have to go and just mm-hmm. Look, if I'm spending that much money on cameras, y'all can do everything. Exactly. <laughs> I've got you. We are I'm going to create. Sit here. A... <laughs> got everything covered. <laughs> Smoke is. I am so ADD. Like you could not put me in a room and just be like, "Hey, just chill here and listen." <laughs> I'm gonna be like, "What was that?" <laughs> oh, that was my heart. <laughs> like you know, like hmm. that. no, it'd be terrible. Oh my gosh. But... Yeah, well, we'll have to all get together. Maybe Damien can be our bridge, and we can all Damien can take yes. us more super spooky. That would be so yeah, awesome. that would be so cool. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. that would be creepy. Yeah, it's you know, it's it's not as creepy as you think. Sometimes, sometimes it's really freaking boring. <laughs> and even yeah, like sure. going, even going by myself, it's just you know, I have people say like, I would never go by myself, and it's just like kind of boring <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> it's i i love it it's but then you get like those like hits right and then your adrenaline is like, oh it's so scary <laughs> boring so what's the scariest one you've ever experienced um let's see the scariest one the one that this one wasn't scary. Oh, I don't know. The Brumder Mansion one, that one really freaked me out. But I've also been freaked out in different ways. Like I hearing I heard my dad's voice on an app once and that like really fucked me up and freaked me out for oh. a while. Cause I wasn't expecting it. And like mm-hmm. so and then just to hear it so vividly, and like I hear my dad's I can hear him you know, like I have that auditory thing. And so like, I think I, I hear my dad's voice quite often, but just to hear it like through the app, I'm not quite sure I like that a lot. And so that kind of, it was, it just, yeah. I wasn't expecting it. It freaked me out a little bit. And that was at a hotel. And I think that hotel just kind of gave me the, I had some, I this was at the Hilton Garden Inn in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And that was that hotel. I, I had some pretty weird vibes at. I didn't experience a whole lot, but just more, the energy didn't like the energy of it and that hotel was built on Mm. a hotel that burned to the ground and killed you know like 70 of its guests in the 1800s oh oh my gosh you can imagine why the energy is a little off Mm. yeah definitely yeah um but other than that like it's to me there it's not so much scary you know I've seen like even the few times that I've seen like the shadows or more of like the full body apparitions it's so it's just over so quickly that it's more just like what the fuck was that you know mm-hmm. um so except for the you know the couple times like Brumder that really that shook me that shook me pretty big so um but yeah, hoping for more, hoping for more. I don't, 
I do try to like when I go to these places, I try to ask them not to scare me. <laughs> like I say, like here's the mm-hmm. things that you mm-hmm. can do. Like you can talk to me, you can touch me, you can, you know, you can move things. You know, I try to like provide the space for them to do it in a way that's non-threatening or something. You know, so so far they've all been very, very nice, not too scary. Yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I got hit on by one once. That was. Fun. Mm. Oh, wow. oh wow! How? What was their pickup line? Yeah, yeah. I like your success, baby. You make me feel alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was it was through an app. It was I like your seductive clothing. Oh, which I was wondering. Oh, so like they straight up did hit up on you. They like, straight oh, and but it's, <laughs> again, and I showed it to the owner, and she was like, "This spirit is a." jerk to women like she, she's the she, reason why we can't wear skirts here anymore <laughs> <laughs> hr is on the spirit all the time <laughs> oh, company no. policy and across right. <laughs> yeah no but this spirit just did not he was he was rude to women so <laughs> wow i think yeah. that's a first Jeez. i've never heard of that happening before so. i know, I know. so yeah. clear and you should was... add to your to your okay things to be like, and you can make me breakfast, you can make me dinner, lunch, like ghosts, go Leave at me it. an inheritance. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. You don't need it. Lead me to your lost treasure. Right. Yes. Exactly. No. Just, you know, tap me on the shoulder or fly me in a private yeah. jet, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, different kind of sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> the kind I like, the invisible kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Invisible kind, yeah. But this is fun. (laughs) But like, yeah. So like, something again, like something I just like love about your approach is like it is so personal. Yeah. You know, it is. It is so incredibly personal, um, and not just in the sense of like, hey, this is just a little hobby that I do, but like, really, this is something that you're you're doing that you've been committing to that you put putting a lot of time, travel, expenses, like, you know, your weekends into for a while now. Um, and that to me is just so inspiring because it's so accessible from where, wherever somebody's at that's listening to this right now, right? Um, I feel like what you do is a good inspiration because it's a different type of, um, it's a different type of model, mm. right? Than what gets publicized right um to us or what people try to promote or you know they're like what was that you know like you know like all this crap you know exactly what i mean um so like it's more just like hey you know like it's okay to actually just geek out on these things to research these things um you don't even have to like technically leave the area that you live in and right. you can engage in this and you can find this and you can actually start uncovering. Like, I loved that story. Obviously, that the actual ending of the story is terrible, but I love the story about, like, you, you found out that, like, uh, O'Hare, right? And the trailer park and, like, stuff like that where it's just, like, totally, like, borderline lost history, right? right? That's, like, right there. Mm-hmm. Lost history, which, like, was not that long ago, to be honest, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and And that lost history has become something that, folks in that area have been experiencing and living with and having to deal with and just kind of exists in this isolated pocket of people's experiences well that that same situation exists everywhere um 
I really hate to tell this to everybody to break the news to them, but a lot of people had di have died like throughout history. So I'm like, just it's been a thing. Um, Tragically, so too. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and and there's pockets everywhere, and I feel like that's looking at your account. And that's what I what I really loved about it was just like I'm like, shit, I don't need half as many GoPros as I think that I do. <laughs> um, still getting them, um, but. But like, you know, with a little bit of research and I, and I do want to ask too, like, I got to imagine at this point, you're past just like Googling top 10 haunted hotels. Like you're not, you, maybe you are, I don't know, but like, what is, what is your process like? Like what helps you find those little, those little Easter eggs, those nuggets, right? Yeah. Locally or, or anywhere. Yeah. Well, a lot of it too is the community, right? On social media is so easy now just to be like, oh my gosh, I want to go to that place, right? And that's, again, kind of my purpose is to also be that for people. It's like, oh, look at these interesting places that you had no idea existed. Um, and so, you know, finding those through social media um, and even again, like through being a teacher is like knowing so many of these, you know, events that have happened um, around the world and around, you know, especially with American history. It's like, I, for me, like the, like Gettysburg, right? Like that's been on my bucket list forever just because of the history. And so, mm -hmm. um, and so many, I, I've, I've grown up, like my dad was a West Point graduate, like just very, very into military history. And so I've grown up very into, into history, military history. And so I kind of feel like I already have a pretty solid background on like the history of our nation, but now it's like, just going to find those those more unknown places. And a lot of it is just those Google rabbit holes and going down, um, it just going down those rabbit holes, you know, for instance, like even just posting that one recently about the airplane crash, it's like just having people comment like, yeah, I was, I remember at where I was sitting, I was in my classroom, you know, and remember seeing the big plume of smoke. Um, and so that's really cool to have people be like, oh, oh, or I've read a book about this or people have told me stories about this. So again, I think just, just that's, that's why we're here, right? It's just like, or that's why I'm here is like, we got to keep history alive. We have to keep these stories alive and they are everywhere. Like you said, Gil. And, and I recently, you know, my, I don't look a whole lot at like, how many likes and how many followers and stuff. But like my TikTok, the two, the two, my two most viewed or played or liked or whatever videos are of Jack Ruby's grave and of an unknown soldier who saved like his troops lives. I took, I found him at a cemetery. I went to the cemetery for Harry Carey. He's very big in Chicago um, old cub sports mm -hmm. announcer. Right. So I went to Harry Carey's cemetery and then like, while I'm there, I'm just like, you know what? Like, let me look up to see if there's anybody, any other notable instruments here. So I Googled notable instruments at the cemetery I was at. And one came up of this 19 year old boy soldier man who threw himself on a gr grenade in Vietnam and saved like, you know, his troops lives lives and while sacrificing his own. And so 
I took a picture of the grave, right? Like that again to me is my dad telling me like, let's thank him for his service. Let's not forget this poor kid, 19 fucking years old. Tiny, like mm-hmm. little, little tiny grave, right? Like nothing, nothing big, but he won posthumously the medal of honor. Um, but that's what makes me happy is like, I took a picture of that. I didn't know who this kid was. Probably a lot of people don't, but like yet there's like 23,000 people who have looked at it or liked it and have acknowledged it and thanked him for his service. And it's like, that's, Oh, that's just what makes me happy, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. just this yeah. 19-year-old hero that, like, has anybody talked Jeez. about him recently? But now now, now we can honor him. And so, and I so, guess Jack yeah. Ruby, people are just fascinated with Jack Ruby. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff behind him. So. There are. There are yeah. a lot of mystery with that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Probably just a skeezy club owner, though. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but that was another one on the, uh, when I was at that grave. I used an app, and uh, we did get something. He, he's a man voicing locked up, like locked up, you know? So mm. it'd be. But yeah, I'm not one of those mm. people that's like, oh, I got proof, right? Because <laughs> an app said that, you know. He's locked up, so I caught Jack Ruby. It's like, no, like this is what I experienced. You're welcome to take Got him. from it. If you're a skeptic, cool. I get it. If you believe it, awesome. And then if it's just entertainment for you, cool. You know? No. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Cool. I love it, though. It's fun. And then I get to meet cool people like you guys. Oh, we're glad to meet you. Yeah, yeah, same. yeah. yeah thank we're you so okay. much for sharing all this. Yeah, thank you so mm-hmm. much. I'm happy yeah. this worked out. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. well, it's all you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I do want to say, I really hope you make like a travel vlog someday. Aww. Um, but like I, I know that that's not the the motivation and stuff like that. But I would read the hell out of that. Like, really? uh, oh, that's, mm-hmm. yeah. So would I. You need to figure yeah. out some, you know, okay. kitschy like rating system for it, like two out of five ghosts. I don't know, you know, like something, <laughs> something like that. Nobody um, leave me brownies at this hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. no ghost brownies. <laughs> um, the the hotel that you stayed at where the the owner was giving the tour i really did think you were going to end that with like telling the receptionist like had a great tour and they're like that owner has been dead for 20 years <laughs> me too <laughs> me too i thought that was the twist yeah totally actually uh, what yeah, tour yeah you've been found in the basement by yourself for 30 minutes <laughs> we've been looking for you <laughs> been, um... oh my god yes but no, no um <laughs> Paige, if, yeah. if anybody's anybody's interested, and I seriously want them to be, and they should be, um, for the love of God, they will be. Go, yes, yeah. um, go follow Paige on social media. We will have links in the show notes. But if you would also to just, yeah, would you mind telling them right now where they can follow you, where they can sure. like your stuff, and like hopefully get inspired to go out and do this? Sure, just don't follow me in real life. That's called a stalker. <laughs> Um, but it's Paige, it's History Haunts Hotels on Instagram and TikTok. History Haunts Hotels. Yeah. Awesome. And then that is soon to be travel blog because Gil is, you know, you're my manager now. So <laughs> my, my, my future is in your hands, Gil. All right. 
I wears did many the marketing. It it actually makes sense. So um, um but. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we'll get that blog, we'll start distributing the newsletter, eventually you're going to get affiliate links from these hotels, they're going to start giving you sponsorships, but then there's going to be a major controversy where was the hotel involved in faking it, or did she know, and then, but then we're going to spin that, and we're going to make a new show. (laughs) I got it, I got it. Um, We just need to... We just need about 30 more GoPros and we're good. Um, <laughs> GoPros fix everything. You just need GoPros. duct tape and GoPros. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, well, yeah, but thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys really so much. Yes. And please come to Chicago yeah. and visit. I'll take you to all the, the creepy places. Hell yeah. yeah Hell I've been yeah. wanting to go because you guys have like this huge like Nutella store. That oh. I've been wanting to check it out. Did you say Nutella? Yeah. Oh Nutella. my. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. Is it haunted? Is it? Can I, what excuse do I have to go there? Because I need one. It could be. Okay. It could it be. Could be. Yeah. It was like an old building before, and then now it's a huge Nutella store. <laughs> clearly, clearly. All right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> the the world's first Nutella ghost. Eight hours from now, yes. video of an orb going into pages yeah. Nutella. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't eat chocolate my... in peace. <laughs> haunted desserts. I don't think that anybody's desserts. done haunted desserts before. That'll be oh, there's there's the next, serious. There's the next one. <laughs> Boom. <Yeah. laughs> done. We're going to scare the shit out of Gordon Ramsay because I would love to see him <laughs> walking through like just a haunted and sound. Like, oh, fucking shit. And it's just yeah. like, what? He's like, it's like, no, oh, I just had an itch. Like, I don't, like, what are you, like, every time just blowing up that shit? this haunted brownie is shit make another one it's dry (laughs) call that an orb you call that an orb get over here (laughs) 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 thank you for listening to our interview with Paige of History Haunts Hotels she truly is awesome and is a unique and cool way to do her paranormal hunting Also, I want some ghost brownies. Stay tuned for next week. You'll get the final episode of the Brooklyn Bridge UFO incident. Remember to like, review, and follow us wherever you get your podcasts. And we'll see you on the other side.